right, welcome back to the, another episode of the Longest Road Podcast. I'm joined today with the athletic director of Elkhart Lions, formal uh, athletic director of Elkhart Central, correct? Correct. Merger happened. Brian Buckley, we're here. We're socially distant, so I think it's time we could take they these off. The mask. That's great. Woo! Doesn't it just feel liberating? It does. Whoever thought that taking off a mask was so good, right? <laughs> Buck, thank you for taking the time today to join the Longest Road Podcast. I know it's something we've been talking about since at least we've been covering you guys in football right. last season. We're finally getting the chance to do so. Yeah, and it's a lot of fun. You've been a great supporter for us all year, and we appreciate it. Buck, we can't thank you enough um, for for doing what you do. And, and for, the, for, for saying that, you guys are going to figure out here once you've listened to this episode uh, about who Brian Buckley is and all the unseen tasks that Brian Buck, better known as, uh, can pull off around here. Um, you've had a full life, my friend, and it's still just getting going. Sure, let's hope so. I hope there's a, long, <laughs> a lot of years ahead, but it's been fun so far. Well, let's take, uh, let's take the listeners right into it. So uh, just to give uh, folks a little bit of uh, uh, a preview of what uh, we're going to find out about Brian Buck. This is a 1983 graduate of Elkhart Central High School, a 1987 graduate of Hillsdale College, four-year letter winner of both football and baseball. He has his master's from Trine University. He has a master's in athletic administration from the NIAAA. Uh, and that's only, that's only scholastically speaking. <laughs> yes, sir. Yes, sir. Not yeah. even including what you've done Some away from sports in sure. itself. Sure. Um, but let's take it back to high school, right? All right. Are you, you from this area? I am. You're born, born and raised? raised here. Elkhart? Elkhart. Wow. Yep. So you've gotten to see literally the the rise of Elkhart Central all the way through, right? Oh, yeah. Absolutely. I was I was in um, elementary school when the school split. No way. Yes. And uh, and have pictures at home wearing both the, the new central jersey and the new memorial jersey at the time when I was, you know, in second, third grade, whatever it was. And that wouldn't be the last time. We'll come back to that. That wouldn't be the last time that you would don some memorial red colors, correct? That's right. That's All right. right. We'll, we'll, we'll save that as a little sidebar for later on. Okay. Uh, but you got to see the, the split up happen. Yes. And you were in middle school? No, I was actually in elementary school. Elementary school. Yep, yep. And my father is a huge sports fan. And, um, you know, both teams would play at Rice Field for football. Both right. teams, of course, would play here in beautiful Northside Gym for basketball. But we, um, my father, had, we went to all, both of them. We, we supported both schools. I mean, as I was growing up. You just couldn't get enough. Yeah, that's what you did. So if there's you know? 260 events in a calendar year for your, your school, imagine, what, 520 or something. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So we were, we were constantly at a ball game. But that seems to be a staple. And, you know, I... I've, uh, through the football play-by-play, have kind of gotten a, a bird's-eye view of what Elkhart community is and how they are receptive to their prep sports. And in South Bend, Mishawaka, we really don't have that. And it's been exciting to see the community surround your guys' prep sports. And it seems like that's not something that's new, something that you grew up as a kid. Right, right. You know what? I think it has just been um, reignited with the mergers of the schools that, uh, that friends that were friends way back then yeah. um, and maybe had a little rivalry our friends again and supporting one school that's and, outstanding and the, the community has just been overwhelming with support that's outstanding let's talk about that community and that's a, a huge staple of you let's talk about uh, your parents gene and al right yes correct um now your dad was huge into sports is this where you get the, the bug from i i believe so yeah he was um my dad was playing competitive fast pitch softball as i was growing up this is where it comes from yep and no he way. was uh so you know at the ripe age of about 11 or 12 
um, then we had fast pitch softball in, in, uh, in the elementary schools. And right from there, I continued to play fast pitch softball along with all of my other sports. So it uh, it helped uh, make that uh, make that uh, just hungry to play. Yeah. yeah. So softball, fast pitch softball, was the first sport for you, or what was your first sport that you played then? Um, little league, little yeah, league, yeah, yeah. Back in you know third, fourth grade, FOP, yeah, little league. <laughs> it was actually behind Hawthorne Elementary School at the time. Oh my gosh! And you know you tie dyed a shirt, you wrote a number on it, and away that was you it. went. And that, that was yeah, it. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. my gosh! Now what, what? So you graduated here in '83. So what is that? Seventy, seventy-seven. Yeah, yeah. Seventy-four, five, 74? six, somewhere in there. Yeah. All oh, the height of the uh, the tie-dye shirts. But I can't believe you guys what would take a sharpie and write the numbers. Oh on yeah, the you know that's about all you did back then. Stencil your your last name on there. Right, too. right, right. At least it wasn't a complex one. That's right. Um, so we're we're in the little league there. Um, let's talk. I mean, if you're looking back at yourself now, how sure. old are you now, Buck? Sure, I'm fifty-six. Fifty-six. Yep. So you're looking back at yourself. Little League, Brian Buckley, 11 years old, 12 years old, right. something like that. What is what what is the the viewpoint, the vantage point of young Buckley at this you, point? You know, I was blessed growing up. I had loving parents, great friends, phenomenal coaches, and I can't tell you that enough. Our elementary coaches were great. Um, I walked these halls here at Northside. It used to be seventh, eighth, and ninth grade. Had great coaches, great teachers. You know, there's always been a support mechanism in Elkhart. Um, I was probably um, I was an average student, you know. I wasn't. I was never at risk, but I was never, um, you know, at, at the top of the of the realm when it comes to academics. But I always had somebody that could would help you out to to make sure that you got the job done, or somebody that would spend that extra time with you. And I think that was the same way in athletics. If you wanted to get better, there was always a coach around ready to help you get better. And you, you think that made the difference? I mean, I, I think it made a huge difference, and it's kind of the philosophy that um, my co-athletic director Jackie Ross and I, and the rest of our team, Michaela Filstra, Betsy Delks, and Josh Shattuck, are hoping to bring back to Elkhart. And this seems to be a, 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 a direct derivative from you, though, right? From your experience, from your from sure. your impression. Yeah, and you know what? And I think the rest of those guys, especially yeah. um, Betsy and Jackie, they grew up in this system also. Okay. So both they're of Elkhart them, they're, they're both of them played elementary athletics here. No and they played way. middle school athletics, and wow. so they get it. They, they remember the wow the day. Wow. And that's 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 something that's kind of a rarity nowadays. I mean, obviously, um, and I, I'm, I'm blanking on his name, but he, he's retiring from Fairfield. You know, he, he had a long term and he was a Fairfield graduate. But it's very rare to see athletic administrations actually be involved in those programs that they come back to administer. Right. 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 And, and I think it I think it really creates a nice bond that we're that we're living in what we walked in. And, and, and I think it's a positive. Speaking of what you walked in, um, I mean, there's from when your time as athletic director at Central, and I know I'm, I'm kind of jumping ahead here, but there were so many things that you brought back during that time at Central that really kind of laid the foundation for where everything is now here at with the Elkhart Lions. Yeah, here we go. Elkhart Lions, a new, right. a new page. Uh, all right, so let's get into high school here. Okay. Let's, uh, let's jump into Elkhart Central. You're a stellar athlete at this time, right? Football, baseball, and wrestling. Uh, they don't know this, softball. Yeah, playing, pitch, playing fast, fast pitch, pitch softball. Pitch. Yeah. I don't want to make that mistake there. Yeah, no, that's okay. I yeah, got the bench fly. Yeah. So I had, a again, a phenomenal experience in high school. Great support mechanism. Um, both my parents worked. 
And um, you know what? If you didn't, if you didn't have something to do, you know, you could always go to to the field house, <laughs> and Coach Kurth would be there. No way. Oh yeah. And, and Mike Lutz was our baseball coach. If you know, he was always around if you want to do that. And Raleigh Hoover was the wrestling coach. There was never a minute where you couldn't have um, high school coaching supervision to to do something at the high school. Oh wow. Um, very positive. Very positive. And so, did you see that as a way? As a way that you kind of had an outlet, right? Absolutely. Anytime there was stuff going on, no matter what it was, you had right. an outlet to go to. Right. I know it'd be hard to believe, but there wasn't such thing as uh, cell phones or <laughs> not many video games back then. Um, we went outside. Were you playing Atari? So, yeah, I, that probably is about the time of Atari. <laughs> no. So, all right. So high school is here, and uh, wrestling. I didn't know that you were you were a stout wrestler. Yep. Yep. That one. Yep. I wrestled in in, uh, in high school, and that was probably. That was the sport I was least um, competitive at, but probably the sport that gave me the most confidence and helped me shape who I am for my other two sports. Let's break that down. Explain what, you, what you're talking about. Cause, and one of the things for listeners is out there, it's hopefully they gain some type of uh, something from this that maybe it might help them in a road of where they have to achieve perseverance, right? So Sure, absolutely. And I grew up in an era where you played as many sports as you could, and I still believe that to be true today. Your, your muscles, you don't want to play one sport all the time because then only those muscles develop and you get repetitive. I also know that different coaching styles help form a young, a young man or young woman at that age. So they need to be with different teammates, different, learn how to um, handle different situations in different sports. And although in high school, um, my better sport was probably football, um, and then I wrestled and played baseball. And the wrestling really wasn't, didn't come as easy to me because I only, I started wrestling in high school, so right. I didn't have that background. But the lessons it taught me were, were incredible. I probably got stuck my first eight times on the mat. You know what I mean? Just boom. And, and, what was that line for you, it, though? Because it, it was tough because you had some kids and everything. Right, yeah. right. But, you know, Coach Hoover was just positive all the time and said, you know, it's a process. And you hear that today from a lot of basketball pro- coaches. It's a process. It's right. a pro- but it was. You had to learn the moves. You had to learn how to, um, you know, combat their moves. And, and you had to develop your own moves. And, you know, as my career went on, I, I became decent and um, and really appreciated that uh, that I was – able to get to play all three sports decent sounds like an understatement there because it seems like you achieved a lot more than just decent and i'm not talking about the achievements or the stat board there but it seemed like you really achieved a lot as a um, a young brian buckley growing up sure sure right? as an individual I, ga- I gained a lot of knowledge and a lot of experience through all those coaches and teachers and it uh, it helped set me up for my next step let's talk about the next step all right you kind of set us up for that <laughs> Next step. So we're in high school here. You're going through the grilling challenge of uh, becoming a wrestler. You're also playing football, baseball. Mm-hmm. What else do you have time for? Sure. Well, you know, it was, again, <laughs> blessed high school student. I was the president of our class. Oh, no way. Yeah, participated in National Honor Society. Had, some, had a lot going. I was a very involved kid, but it was because I had such a great support mechanism through yeah. Elkhart Community Schools to help me do that. Right. I mean, that's why I was able to do those those things. And, um, yeah, and then, you know, uh, I graduated in 83 and and um, had the opportunity to receive a scholarship to play at 
Hillsdale College, and I, I had the chance to go there and play two sports. So I played football and baseball at Hillsdale. All right, so you're going to Hillsdale College. You graduated from high school here. Uh, where's Hillsdale College for all those who are wondering? Hillsdale College is in Hillsdale, Michigan, just shy of two hours from here, kind of northeast in Michigan, um, not too far from Jackson, Michigan, okay. probably 30 minutes from Jackson. Okay. Yeah. All right, so you're in God's country, Michigan. Right, right. Playing football, but you're just playing ball in general. Right. Let's talk about your first uh, year on campus. What was that like? Was there any struggles that you had to go through? Was there anything that kind of popped out to you that said, oh, my goodness? Yeah. I mean, uh, like every freshman, you know, again, we didn't have FaceTime. You couldn't call mom every night. You didn't have a cell phone. You know, you had to put your name on a list at the ending and get the payphone once a week. You had to actually go buy stamps. Right. You had to go buy stamps. I mean, and again, um, I was so blessed to get to go to Hillsdale College. What a support mechanism they had with really? athletic director Jack McAvoy was just phenomenal. And actually, you know what? Yeah. I have that on my list here to talk about. Inspiration, Jack McAvoy. Yeah, yeah. So and um, so first year on campus wasn't wasn't um, all uh, butterflies. You know, I had probably only ever been away from home for one week. No kidding. Yeah. What and, was that uh, week like? And that week was that, you know, I went to a, a football camp at University of Michigan with a couple other buddies, so it was easy because you had buddies. Jeff Bo Schimblecker um, breathing yeah. down your neck. Yeah, absolutely. We got to go We got to go to his camp back oh, in Oh, how cool 82. was that, huh? It was fun. That was yeah. awesome. That was awesome. So, But that's the only time I'd been away from home. Okay. So now I'm at Hillsdale, and, and you don't have, you know, I was the only athlete that year that went to Hillsdale. There weren't any other athletes from the Elkhart area right. there. So, um it was, you know, it, was, it wasn't easy, but Hillsdale College made it a good transition. Made it a good transition. Now, when you enrolled there, accepted your scholarships, did you have an idea in mind what you wanted to do as a profession? Yeah, absolutely I did. Yeah? It's kind of funny. That, and Yeah. I signed on March 8th of 1983, and um, I th- thought at that time that I wanted to get into either be a business teacher and a coach at the high school level or get into the athletic, you know, get into an athletic director's position. Yeah. And um, and that kind of gets put on hold later, but that was that's kind of what I was hoping to do way back when. So, and, you know, it's, it's funny that you said that because, what, uh, what was it, four, five years after you graduate, 1989, you returned to Hillsdale to both coach football and our coach Head baseball base, yep. and be the assistant for football, right? Correct. Correct. So Hillsdale really did give you basically the rock foundation. Foundation. Yep. That is yep. incredible. Talk about that transition from graduating after your four years. And I don't want to miss out on talking about your records. That Okay. I know. We don't want to miss out on that. You know, let's backtrack. Let's talk about the records first. Okay. You were a pretty uh, decent man in the weight room, huh? I, yep, I had a lot. I had again a lot of support and had the opportunity to be part of a of a program that was heavy into weightlifting at that time. Liftathon. Tell lift-a-thon. us about a liftathon. Well, yeah, back in the day we used to do a liftathon to raise money. Yeah. Um, you know, even though we were a small college that, that was taken care of very nicely, um, you know, you still fundraising is just yeah. part of athletics all the way back in the eighties. Um, so yeah, we did it. Used to do a bench press and it would go by weight class and. Um, yeah, I, I I fared pretty well for a while there. 1985, and that record you just told me got broken. What? Yeah, a few years ago, and when they started going to triple lifts, where they do a deadlift and a yeah. and a and a. So. Now they're taking the cheat way out, huh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. So we got to talk about the records there, and, and you're also a baseball. You had a you had a home run record I didn't even know about. Yeah, you know what? I was for again fortunate. I got to play two sports at Hillsdale, and I feel like that my baseball career i matured more as a baseball player in college than i did a football player really yeah and i think it 
football did a lot with that because of my you know weightlifting and all of that but for some reason my baseball career really took off and position wise um, what did you play for both football and baseball and in football I started out as a linebacker nice. and then finished as a bubble nose um, the last two years and we won the national championship got, in 1985 you got bulked up then huh got bulked up a little bit yeah and um and then in baseball, I was a catcher. And then my senior year, I split time catching and playing first base because of the – I mean, you play – back then, there wasn't really a limit on games. Yeah. You would play a ton of games just all the time. And yeah. you couldn't catch all those games. There's a lot on the knees, man. A lot on the knees, lot, you know. And uh, How was that transition? I know this is off top. How was that transition from catcher to first base, though? Yeah, you know what? It was – Again, I love going back to our high school coaches because Elkhart has blessed me so much. But Mike Lutz, the reason I played as a freshman is because Mike Lutz taught me the game so well. I knew how to play every position when I got to college. No kidding. You know, I knew what the coaches were going to be doing where a lot of our ki- other kids that came in didn't wasn't fortunate enough to have that background. So immediately, I mean, I was, you know, my freshman year, boom, I'm in, I'm in the lineup. And, uh, and that was pretty cool. Wow. That is cool. Yeah. That is cool. All right. So we've got a little bit caught up here of how we got to 1989. Okay. Talk about 1989, my friend. Sure. Well, getting to 1989, you can't skip 1988. I um, had a little bit of interest from some professional coaches in baseball. And um, I had, you know, fortunate year where I set some records, hit a lot of home runs, had a lot of RBIs, was one of the leaders in the nation for, for small college. Were you, playing, were you playing post on the summertime or were you playing for well, in the summertime, I was playing for the Indians, which is a um, which was a local travel team. Yeah, and then so I had a little interest. So in 1988, I went down to the White Sox spring training camp, uh, spent about 15 days there, um, and then reality hit. I got released, tried a couple other places for a day or two, and and had to come home. And that's where I go back to Jack McAvoy, the athletic director. I don't know how he knew, or who told him, but uh, um, on my way home, I broke down in Georgia. And uh, there was it was raining. There was no no place to go, you know. Don't ever do this, kids. But um, you know, I had to get out of my car and hitchhike. I had to get. I was stuck, stranded. Wow. And so we get. I get to a gas station. Um, we get. I get a, a tire put in. I call my mom and dad. I'm like, I have no money. How am I going to get this fixed? You know, of course, mom bails you out, gives you a credit card, and she said, by the way, Jack McAvoy, McAvoy wants you to call him. So. Next day, I call Jack McAvoy. He goes, Buck, I'd like to see you in my office as soon as possible. So I go to Hillsdale. Um, I walk in his office, and Jack McAvoy was probably 6'5", 6'6", buzz cut, um, built well. Yeah. Was very direct person, awesome athletic director, cared for his kids like no other. He says, have a seat, Buck. And he says, I understand that your, uh, you know, your baseball career is over playing, but you're going to be our next baseball coach here at Hillsdale. I mean, he, wasn't, he didn't ask me. He told me. You know what I mean? That's the oh, kind of Oh, wow. That was a directive. Was. Yeah. And you know what? What a break. What a break. Here I am, 23, 24 years old, and I'm going to have my own program. Wow. And, um, and that was where the real learning took. The next three years, I learned so much. Take us down those so three years. Much. Maybe this is a good time to pause. You're listening to the Longest Road Podcast. We're joined with Brian Buckley here on the Federated Media Podcast family.
Welcome back to the Longest Road Podcast. We are joined here in Northside Gymnasium with Brian Buckley, Athletic Director of the Elkhart Lions. We're talking about his journey, the longest road of how he ended up here. And right now, we're about to embark upon his first coaching career at yes. his alma mater. Yes, yep. So fortunately, um, in the fall of 89, I started, or the fall of 88, I actually did some uh, some football assistant coaching. Um, with our with our coach there, Dick Lowry and Dave Dye and Joe Polizzi, and um, so that kind of warmed me up. To you know, I learned a lot. Joe Polizzi was a, a real good mentor in teaching me what to expect for baseball that spring. Um, so then I roll into my first season. Um, we have you know several several players that were freshmen and sophomores when I played. Yeah. So all of a sudden, I'm coaching the guys that I was hanging with. Oh boy! In college, and um, and I didn't look much older than any of them. Matter of fact, most of them looked older than me. How was that transition? Was it so was? Hard? You know what they were? It was. There was all. There was difficult challenges. Yeah. You know what I mean? I looking back, there were times where I could have been a little more hard hard on some kids, um, because it was. You know, it was tough. You were learning. Um, back then, again, the way I grew up in Elkhart was. You know, you had poly shoes and shaved every day before for a game. <laughs> and I implemented that at Hillsdale, and so we were pretty. We were pretty strict, and um, you know there would be guys dry shaving on the bus because they knew they wouldn't get in the lineup if they if they showed up, <laughs> and uh, so some of that stuff was fun, and they still tease and joke about that today. Yeah. Um, first trip to Florida, we're at Boardwalk and Baseball, and uh, we pull up to Boardwalk and Baseball, and the only person that you know, like I say, I'm 23, 24. The only person with us that's older than me is our trainer, <laughs> and his name's Paul Beachler. And so there's nobody else. And we pull up, and, um, you know, the lady comes out to check us in and said, hey, I need to speak to the coach. And I'm like, yeah, that's me. I'm the coach. And like, no, seriously, we got to talk to your coach because we got to <laughs> check you guys in. I have no credentials. I don't have anything that says, hey, you're the coach. And I never thought of that. You know what I mean? And so all the players are trying to convince them. And thank goodness <laughs> our trainer comes. That He was driving the van behind us. He comes up and convinces them that like, yeah, yeah he's really, really is the coach <laughs> so then we were then we got to go in and play at boardwalk and baseball so oh man cool. how cool how yeah. cool so and, and you're 20 24 let me see 25 that was 80 that was the spring of 89 so yeah i, I had just turned 24 wow so. wow so you're in your first year. You're, you're getting all the hiccups out of the way. You finally start getting a little bit uh, settled down a little bit in your role. Players are starting to understand, okay, this isn't our former teammate anymore. This is our new skipper. Take us from there. Sure. I mean, you've got curfews. You've got 22, 24 guys that are excited as heck to play baseball, but they're also excited as heck to be in Florida. Were you ready for that um, headache? I don't know that I was ready, but I had went through a good training mechanism because I was one of those players. Yeah. So I could think like them. So I could think like them. You and, sound like a parent. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and uh, we, so, you know, we did all the same old rules, you know, put tape on the doors when they went in at 11 o'clock. And you knew if that tape was broken or removed that somebody wasn't doing something right. But you know what? It was just a lot of good kids. They didn't do everything right. We had, we had our issues. We had a, an occasional violation that we had to address. But we addressed those one by one as they came, and we tried to keep the whole team involved so that the same thing wouldn't reoccur. Now, and in my mind, I'm thinking of Herb from Miracle, of them just doing gassers. It, was, that your, was that your discipline mechanism? You know what? My wife will tell you this today. I think that um, I built a relationship that I think that telling them that I'm disappointed in them hurts them worse than physical you know, I can see I, I really I can, believe I can, that. And she's like, that. you know, when you really have a heart-to-heart -heart conversation with one of them, 
Um, I think that hurt him worse than sending him out to run. <laughs> and uh, so that was kind of chugging at them hearts. Right, right, <laughs> right. And plus, if you tell him you're going to put him on a plane and send him back to home and mom and dad, that always helps too. <laughs> so. <laughs> Kind of hold that over their head. That was what. That was the main. That was the go-to. Right. That was the go-to if we had to. You know. <laughs> oh hey, gosh. do I need to call your parents? <laughs> All right. So we're talking about uh, Buckley here, um, coaching Hisdale baseball. Were you guys any good? Um, you know what? We were a fifth, a five hundred club. But our first year, we were a little better than five hundred. Oh. We were. We were. Um, we lost. Um, we were second in the conference. Um, we lost in the districts, um, either in the semifinals or the finals. I can't remember right off the bat. And so we had some kids that made uh, – Bill Howe made uh, um, made the uh, All-American team. He was a kid that was a real smart kid, made academic All-American. Um, I was blessed to get co-coach of the year. So some good accolades. Oh, you got coach happened. of the year? Mm-hmm. My first year. Oh boy. So that was those are some good accolades for our yeah. program because that helped recruit the next couple right. of years. Um, but we were always right around a 500 club. Um, and you know, today the last six or eight years they've had a lot of success. They've Good. been to the World Series a couple of times. They, we kind of maintained that 500-ish area. Yeah. Now my senior year when I was playing, at that time it was the best record in Hillsdale history. Whoa! So my senior year was really a good, a, a high, a really well, high. Hey, feel free to flaunt that record. What was it? Yeah, we were. Tw- I believe we were 27 and. and 17 29 wow. and 29 and 17 still and that was pretty cool yeah it took 20 years before people's teams started you know getting wow. there and that's outstanding bug so it was a lot of fun yeah it was a lot of fun so uh let's talk about uh, you know obviously what we're, we're talking about you guys had uh you, you still go down and, and you're involved with the program yeah you know what i go back a couple of times a year um i spoke at their first pitch pitch dinner probably four or five years ago and that's their their fundraiser yeah where i got to come in and tell some stories show some slides of what it used to be in the old days you know and they show some old video clips of old, uh, yes. Buck. yeah i don't they're not even video they're just pictures <laughs> <laughs> it's a reel to reel right 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 <laughs> so that was you know that's fun and yeah I, I support the program the best i can and i'm still part of the gridiron club on the football team and that's outstanding so uh, you know Obviously, we're on, we're on a journey here, the longest road. How did that, uh, you know, you're always given a fork in the road. So after your time with Hillsdale, uh, what was next? Yeah, you know, I spent three years coaching there, and I was home for the summer playing fast, but softball, traveling all over the country playing. That's exciting, um, huh? It's the greatest summer job you could ever have. <laughs> and um, a, a dear friend of mine named Kelly Rose um, had just bought StarCraft out of bankruptcy. Okay. And, and what is StarCraft? StarCraft is an art was a, a van conversion company. Was uh, it was also some boats and and some um, RVs. But I was at the van area. There was you know there it was a pretty good op, big operation. They're producing you know 60, 70, 80 units a day. And um, he asked if I would come in and uh, be part of the HR department. And so that's when I moved into human resources. Wow. Yeah. Wow. So, I mean, it really was just kind of like one of those fate chances it that really was. luck would have it, right? It really would. It really was. And, um, and you know, so then I spent the next 15 years as a, in human resources with a couple of companies at a pretty high level that was very, very, uh, I appreciated it a lot. I, I learned a lot. And reflecting back, athletic director and human resource director or vice president or whatever it might be is very similar, very parallel because you're building teams. You're recruiting the best talent you can. You're trying to retain that best talent. You're retraining that best talent. Um, you're trying to continually improve on the process so that your whole program gets better. 
So really, you'd never stop being a team builder throughout your entire adult career. That's, that's you know what, if I had to classify myself, I would say that's the role I end up in, in all of my, from through all my employers. Wow. So we covered the span of 15, 17 years of, of human resources there. I mean, it can be a little bit monotonous. It's probably not as, as appealing as describing a building a, a school program here, but I'm sure it had its ups, right? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, some a little travel. Um, I, had, I got to be the point person on mergers, on um, acquisitions. On um, you know some of the unfortunate things we had to close some plants. Right. Um, so I've had to have those tough conversations with a lot of people, um, but I've always tried to make sure it ended up in a positive. And um, you know you do the best you can, but that is a that that's a journey. And I, I I just cannot tell you that all of the experience that I gained through my employers. I went from Starcraft to Tenneco to Banks Corporation, and. At Banks Corporation, I was the vice president of human resources, but I was in charge or got the opportunity to lead in all aspects of business. Wow. So it was really a cool experience. And then uh, um, when Banks sold in November of 2006, um, I had the opportunity to work with um, one of the sons, Billy Banks, and we started a company called Reach360, which was a HR-backed house company. And so we helped close Banks that was sold to Universal Forest Products. Wow. And at the same time, we were doing doing work for a lot of other companies. Wow. Wow. I mean, who would have thunk, right, from going from coaching baseball in college right. to uh, being the vice president in just a matter of a couple of years, right? Right, right, right. Yeah, there's a transition there, but yeah, it you know, took some time, some learning, and, um, then, and then as we, you know, in 2008, during that time, I was involved in, um, you know, I was on the United Way board. I was the president of CARES. Um, I was involved in a few other things that yeah. you do in business. Went through the leadership um, courses here in Elkhart. Just involved in a lot of stuff and um, became pretty good friends with Mark Mao, who was the superintendent at the time. And um, the, the summer of 2009, Mr. Mao indicated to me in about July that, you know, things were just really percolating well for me at that point. I'm not... You know, a lot of times I could take Friday off. Yeah. Business is growing. <laughs> things are good. Um, and he said, uh, hey, Buck, have you ever thought about getting back into athletics? That took all of about 30 seconds to <laughs> register. And I went straight home and spoke to my wife. And she wasn't the biggest fan of that, but she knew that was in my heart. Yeah. That way back when we met in college that, you know, athletics is part of me. And so um, I applied for the job and was fortunate enough to land it. And, and so started, I started in um, the fall of 09 at wow. Elkhart Central. Elkhart Central. Um, you, know, you come here in, in 2009, and uh, this is your first, and you get to witness several things of school first over your tenure there, sure. which was what, about eight years, nine years? Yeah. At, the um, first one? At, say that again. Central? At Central. Yeah. Actually, I never really, I was only gone for five months. No way. Yeah. You really took a little five-month hiatus. Yeah, yeah, and that was again back in the HR. To um, again, I was fortunate that um, that uh, a friend of mine um, was purchasing a company and had a couple other companies running, and I wrote the handbooks for him and was doing some some um, readjusting of personnel and got to help do that. But uh, um, you know, at, at the end of that road, wasn't sure what I was going to do next because that again, that only that only took about five months to get right. that the way he wanted it. And uh, um, I continued to work as a, a, a at Elkhart uh, in the athletic department, 
and um, I was again fortunate that uh, they hadn't filled the position and um, I was able to get, come back in full force. Well, let's talk about this first stint uh, okay. of Elkar Central. Obviously, um, there was a lot that uh, stood out here. Uh, one of the things was, um, and there's there's several that I'm looking at, the Student Athletic Council. Um, that was a big part for you. It, it was. Almost as big as the bonfires. Yeah, you know what? You're right. That was fun. That was so cool because we hadn't had a student-led organization for athletics um, that I'm aware of. Right. And so... I've never seen any of schools that I have been a part of or, or have been associated with. I've never seen it. Yeah, and, and there's quite a few out there, but we didn't have one. And so um, I went to a, a conference, a national conference, and learned about it a little bit and then came back and our cheer coach, Haley Worsler, and uh, I asked her if she would help put that together because it's really a... Really, the Student Athletic Council is a liaison between administration, students, faculty, and the public. Uh-huh. You know, we want to we want to support all positive things. Right. And um, so she helped um, and do that. And she today is our sponsor of the Student Athletic Council, and it is a very vibrant group. It's been very difficult this year with COVID. Right. Um, because you can't get together, and um, and at the same a lot time, of Zoom meetings. Right. 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 And so I'm looking forward to next year. And at the same time, um. Jackie, the uh, the um, my, our co-athletic director, she started something similar about five or six years ago, and so those guys will be merging, and I think it'll be a really cool program. Wow! So she had that started over. At, she was that memorial. Yeah, she came. Um, I was. I think she came my fifth or sixth year, and she was the athletic director at Memorial, and now we're together. That's outstanding, so, right? Yeah, yeah, that's outstanding co-partnership in that one. Uh, another cool one that had happened uh, was. Mr. Tolley and Mrs. Stoll, right? Yeah, in the same year. Two, two, uh, two state winners. I mean, Tanner Tully um, is throwing for the Cleveland Indians in the, in the minor league right now, and he was Mr. Baseball and, and, um, for Indiana. And then um, Azaria Stahl, who ended up going to Purdue and being a stud, she was Mr. Uh, Miss Gatorade for Indiana. And both in the same year. What a year. What a year. Which was what? Was that 20, uh, 2013. And that was your first state baseball. Well, this is school's first state baseball. School's champion, first. Right? Yes. Yes. And um, and also, a year after, you guys had your uh, school's first sectional championship in for football. football. Yep. That's right. And you've yep. gotten to be a part of that for two times now, right? Yeah. Yeah. You know, we, we didn't we didn't get to win any sectional when I was playing. We, were, we had a pretty good team, <laughs> but we didn't win a sectional. It was um, a different ball game back then, yeah, huh? Yeah. 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 You know, there was a... You guys had guys like Hobart and all yeah. those powerhouse schools. And everybody didn't make the playoffs. You know, and it was hard to make the playoffs. We could have a whole podcast on just uh, football and your experience in that alone. Oh, sure. Shoot. Sure. So, but, yeah, we were fortunate in 2014 to... What was really cool was the moment, the 2012 moment where you guys got to have Kurt Warner come in. Sure. Talk about that. Because, I mean, how do you land that first and foremost? And how cool for the kids to be a part? How cool for the program? Yeah. Yeah, that was a lot of fun. I'll tell you what, that was, um, you know, I've always tried to always answer every call. Some of them you don't want to answer. But, you know, I return every message. And it was, you know, I don't know what day of the week it was, but I got this message. I had no idea who this Katie girl was that was calling me. And so I answer the phone. She starts talking to me. So then I go over, you know, I said, give me more information. And it moved pretty quickly from there. We went and, um, you know, went over and got administration's pr- their position on it and they were supportive of it all of a sudden tv crews like crazy are piling in here kurt warner flies in here for a few days um we have you know the makeup 
it's just like Hollywood. I mean, yeah. there's stuff everywhere. And then they're having people come out to do the cheering and um, using our field. <laughs> and pretty soon, man, it's real. It's real. And that was a lot of fun. I mean, our kids really ate it up. Really? Though. Yeah. And so what did uh, do you think that – what was the whole purpose of the moment? Yeah, the moment really are... was about second chances. Mm-hmm. And our particular one was they were trying to make a decision on the on the you know the the, the TV whether this coach deserved a second chance or not. And he had coached somewhere, and then he was trying to be hired um, at University of Notre Dame as an assistant coach. And um, so the the whole gist of the program was to show kind of the longest road where he was, right. what he's doing today, and where he wants to go. And then they make a decision based on based on that story that sounds like a cool premise though huh yeah 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 it was pretty cool oh my goodness so and obviously 2000 uh what was it 2017 or no yeah 2017 uh that's when uh you took the five-month hiatus right correct yeah and then did you get some perspective in that time i mean did you get to have a little bit of a breath of fresh air for a second i yeah. mean i know you're going really to take time off but right what what i really uh, understood there is i I, I do love human resources, and that is a great position. And it, like I said, it's very parallel to being an athletic director. Yeah. Um, there is, in a school system, there's a little more structure and a little more opportunity to grow people. Um, and in the setting I was in, um, the growth potential was a little more challenging because a lot of folks are working for a paycheck, and right. that's okay. Yeah. You know? And also, there were good people. We put good people in place at those companies they could take care of their job. They didn't. They didn't need somebody breathing over their, down their neck. And um, during that time, I'm like, you know, if uh, I'm, I'm ready to jump back into the game because there was, you know, I didn't have enough to keep me busy. Right. And you need that stuff to keep you busy, huh? Right. Right. I mean, that's me. You know what I mean? I don't. It's, it's tough just to sit around. <laughs> I can't imagine that you would be very good at just sitting around. Right. Right. So obviously, the five months came and went. Uh, you, you're back at the helm. And then 2020, or was it 2019, comes along and you guys decide that we're going to merge the schools. Yeah, the conversation was much earlier. Yeah. And then, um, so Jackie Rost and I started planning for this merger several years ago. And a lot of meetings were just the two of us. Was it right around that 2017 time, maybe? Um, Well, it definitely was. It was right when I came back, that was was on the table. And um, it was going to happen. And then um, it took a little time to come to fruition because we had a um, we have a new superintendent now yeah. Steve Tallheimer and um, Dr. Hayworth Rob Hayworth had left so it took a little time to get you know Steve needed to get caught up to speed before right. he starts directing our ship and, and once he did then we, then we took back off again and um, so this year you know obviously as you know we're one team Elkhart is one team and we're striving to be one team from K through 12 and we're working on those building blocks next year 10, 11, and 12 will be at one building, and the freshmen will be at the old Elkhart Central building. Okay. So the kids will start moving. It takes time. You know, I know a lot of people want to, you know, it's kind of like running a marathon. They want to run the first mile as fast as they can, and they'll never make it to the last. We're trying to pace ourselves so that we get to to the end for the kids. And what does the end look like, though? I mean, we've already seen this past season what football and basketball can both do for your athletic program. Sure, and boys soccer. And soccer. Yeah. Take us around the, yeah. the, the horn here. Sure. Well, the, um, you know, fall was very positive, very positive. We sent a lot of kids to the um, semi-state and cross-country. Um, all of our teams were competitive. Boys soccer won a sectional. Football won a sectional. Um, 
we hope that we will vertically align our athletics so that kids are just wanting to come and play. Come and be a student athlete at Elko. Yeah. And we are building that relationship, that bond with our elementary kids and coaches right now. We want that to carry on to our middle school coaches and kids so that it is it is a continuous stream from K through 12. Not not that, you know, we don't want to be on 26 different islands. Right, right, so right. That's outstanding. And so obviously to see the first sectional championships roll in in the first year of this merger has got to be exciting. Super exciting. Yeah. Can't wait to see one of those happen <laughs> when we can have the place full. Yeah. You know what I mean? Having to limit... When we got to limit the number of people, there are a lot of people that would love to be here to see it. Well, you know, and as we start to wrap this up, and, and who knows, uh, maybe there's a part two in here where we talk a little bit more about the athletic foundation that you guys have built here in Elkhart. I know there's a lot of history to be told about this Northside Gymnasium that we're sitting in, and, yes. and that's actually up for grabs right now for a, a high accolade, right? Yes, yes. Um, it's uh, You can go vote for Northside to be one of the top gymnasiums, and, um, you know, we're this is... Uh, we ha- we're able to house 7,373 people here, and we'd love to see it full again someday. It's going to be full. I mean, and, and just to see the, the gravitas of this, and, you know, this was uh, the gem of Elkhart way back in the day, 1952 or something. Yeah, like yeah, that, yeah. Early 50s, they, they built this gem, and it's uh, um, it's been just fantastic. It's hosted sectional every year since then. If COVID treats us right, Rice Field, Northside Gym is going to be rocking. It's going to be rocking. Absolutely. It's got every reason to. I mean, there's only one high school now in Elkhart. Right. As as we close this up, Buck, is there anything else you want to say to the listeners out there who have gotten a chance to maybe get to know Brian Buckley just a little bit more? I don't know that I have any closing statements, but I would like to I would like to t- t- tell you thank you because I know you're at a lot of high school events and you support in a positive manner. Um, and and we so much appreciate that at Elkhart Community Schools that you we've got somebody in our corner that's um, spreading the good word. Hey, we're going to be back next year covering a little bit of Elkhart football for that froggy awesome. Elkhart County game of the week. Awesome, looking uh, forward Buck, to it. I, I thank you so much for taking the time out of your busy day, busy life. My goodness, maybe we will get a chance to sit down for a part too, huh? Awesome. I love it. I enjoy it. Appreciate you. by Federated Media. Podcasts by Federated Media.